Hello again, church. I'm set this back here. You. All right, so I'm going to try to get started here. Got the clicker, so we're going to see if this works. Before I get started, I wanted to thank everybody for the uh, phone calls, text, food, uh, stopping by to uh, see my son. I appreciate that. Uh, to love on him, it's been awesome. It's been a uh, a crazy transition, to say the least. Um, there we go. This photo right here was actually taken uh, nine hours ago at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, we finally got Ethan to sleep. Um, Sarah has, I don't know, something with her that he she he can soothe easier with her than me. I haven't figured that part out yet. Um, but as you see, there's a can of Coke. My head is hiding a Starbucks cup as well, so I'm, I'm caffeinated. At 1 o'clock in the morning, um, but that is our life right now. It's pretty chaotic, but God is always there because this next picture you will see. Look how cute that guy is, right? Come on. What a blessing. I cannot believe I'm a father. It's so awesome. Um, that is his first of hopefully many El Salvador bracelets. So if you guys uh, get a chance, hope you guys get to go to uh, El Salvador sometime. But thank you. Um, I can't wait to raise them in a church with um, all the love that we have here. So I'm excited for that. Um, today's message is going to be a little bit different, so we're gonna, I'm going to switch it up. If you guys haven't already figured that part out yet, the teens that were hanging out up here on stage for some reason. Um, hope all you guys will take something away from today. Um, if you want to follow along with me, I'll be in Isaiah 42 and 43 today. And while you're uh, turning there, um, Isaiah is the 23rd book of the Bible. He is the first of what we would call the major prophets um, in God's Word. Isaiah is a great book for many reasons, but one of my personal reasons is the way that he describes the coming of Christ. He does it in such a beautiful way that I just love what he has to say about the coming Messiah. Um, now, as we are drawing near to another trip around the sun, or a new year, um, I pray that the words of God through Isaiah uh, can help spring us into another year um, that listening to God's voice and growing in our faith together. So Isaiah is speaking to a group of people that have turned away from God. They are not offering true worship to him. Uh, they did not offer love to their neighbors, and they did not offer true sacrifices in the temple. So meaningless worship, basically. Um, they would also turn a blind eye to injustice that would happen around them. Now, Maybe some of us here fall into one of those categories. I know I do. Or maybe you fall into the overall category of who Isaiah is talking to, and maybe you feel like you're in exile from God this year. Or maybe you feel like God's in exile from you. But I'll be starting in verse 5 of chapter 42. This is what God the Lord says. He who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant, make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or praise to idols. 
See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. God is telling his people that they are the ones he has chosen to be a light to their neighbors. To open the eyes of the people who can't see what God is doing. He also says that he will declare new things and they will be fulfilled just as the old things, he said, were being fulfilled up until this point. God is continually saying, I'm going to do new things, and then he does them. He does not back down on his promises. He's been declaring new things for us here on earth. But have we been doing the same for God? And I have to share with you that this has been one of the things that's been pretty easy for me this year. Learning all the things that happens to um, a woman's body when she's pregnant. All the things that happen to the baby while it is being uh, cooked, I guess. I don't even know the word for that. But, but you know what I'm saying, right? While, he's, while he is in there, okay? So the, just amazing things that happens to, to, to what God has done for us. As soon as the baby is born, they give them a shot of vitamin K so that they, are, uh, so they can have blood clots. So their blood will clot. Because if they were inside the womb, then they, they would blo- the cl- blood would clot and then you know, bad things would happen inside. So God created it so that blood will just continually flow through. Isn't that amazing? That's just one small thing. I could go on and on. Cause I have a, a book at home that's phenomenal about that. But this year has been so awesome in that fact, because we started off with a great family vacation that um, we uh, took with my family, the Adair side, and then we had youth in action to begin with, then we went on the vacation, and then we got news that we would be a family. Um, and that is amazing. So God has done amazing things in my life, and it's been easy for me to sing songs of praise to him in that fact. Um, so in verse 10... It says, sing to the Lord a new song. His praise from the ends of the earth, who, you who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them. Let the desert and its town raise their voices. Let the settlements where Kedar live rejoice. Let the people of Selah sing for joy. Let them shout from the mountaintops. Let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim his praise in the islands. The Lord will march out like a mighty man, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry. And will triumph over the enemies. Now, in verse 10, the word new is one that means something that hasn't been done before. I know that's kind of shocking to hear that, but it's not like your brother's T-shirt you got handed down that he only wore once and he washed it. It's like new. It's not like that. It's something that's never been done before. So what new song are you going to sing for God this next year? I want to give you all more than one perspective, of course. I'm up here. So I asked a couple of uh, young men to help me uh, talk about how their year has gone. I asked them some questions. Ted, do you mind coming up here first before we get started? Yeah, yeah, I said young men. (laughs) This Ted Phillips is an elder here at at Heartland. Only advice, keep this up there like that. Like this. Got it? We'll get this down. So I asked Ted, Ted, what has God done so far in your life this year? In my life this year, uh, a lot has gone on. Uh, last February, we got to go to uh, the Holy Lands for the first time 
uh, spent 12, 14 days in Egypt and in Israel and opened my eyes to something that I never could have imagined before as far as having that, when, when you open the book and you start reading about what happened, I can picture where that happened now. I know exactly what it looks like and the things that went on and the, and the people that were involved and how they were dressed and what they looked like and, and those kind of things. And it just kind of, well, Phil Kinzer, one of our old preachers, said that you've read the Bible in black and white before. Now you're going to read it in color. So, and that makes a big difference. But, so that was, the, that was a great start to my year. The end of my year has been a little different. I've been sequestered under, under slave uh, ownership by my wife. She has, she has uh, had me in the house for nine or ten weeks now, nonstop, and she is retraining me, trying to anyway. So I have a bit of a type A personality. We're trying to transform that. Uh, so it's taken some time. But God has taught me here at the end of the year that there's some time for action, and then there's some time for peace and rest and recollection and thought. And so that's the time that I'm in right now is what my life needs to be that it isn't uh, because I'm usually just on the run and doing doing and going. And I, for the last nine weeks, had to stop and, and let God speak to me. So that's what's happened for me so far. Awesome. What new things are you looking forward to God doing in 2019? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing this new child that is under also sequestered. Uh, I have not had the opportunity to see this child yet. I'm sure there is one. I've seen pictures. Right. And you're taking after me in the way that when you have control of the video and the mic, you are happy to show your own personal right. children. I, I get that. No, no cuter children than your own. Right. True. <laughs> so, um, what's the question? What other again? new things are you looking forward to? <laughs> <laughs> what new things are you looking forward to God doing in 2019? In 2019, as one of the leaders of this church, and as I know that the other guys will tell you, is that we have a lot of hope and hope and expectations for what's going to go on here in 2019 but we also know that the truth is that as we make plans god laughs and i'm sure that you've experienced that in your life is that no matter how much you plan and prepare and look forward to something by the end of the year you look back and say boy that's not what i was expecting so i'm just excited to see what happens i mean we we are planning to do some great things and i think some great things are going to happen but i'm going to be as excited to see it as you all are and a personal question, what spiritual discipline are you going to work on in 2019? Well, I spoke of the type A personality. Through this time being at home, I've not been the best husband, so I hope to improve my ability to, to be a better husband, a better father, a better, better elder here at Heartland, a better listener, a better encourager, um, a better mentor to anyone around me. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And look forward to uh, growing with you, Ted. And, you know, you said there's a time for certain things. I've, I think I've read a verse or two about that. And I've heard a song as well. We just went over that in Ecclesiastes, so there is time for everything. Um, and it's good that you are learning to be um, a better husband. That's something I think we all can take away from, from something. 
Um, now, I've asked a member of the youth group who's actually graduating early to come up and answer the same questions. So, Etnosa, would you mind coming up here? I'm going to tell you the same thing. You've got to hold this mic up pretty close. You don't want to go on. I've seen you. So, this is Etnosa Rubin. He's graduating from Park Hill South early. He's going to be attending Clemson University in next month, right? On the 4th? Okay, so what has God done so far for you in your life this year? Um, uh, he's blessed me with the opportunity to go to the next level and play football and just blessing my family and um, allowing me to uh, use where I'm at, like my platform, to help like my, the younger people around me and um, my younger teammates and show them that like anything's possible. You can do anything. Awesome. Good. So what new things are you looking forward to in 2019? Um, the rigorous workouts. Um, I'm looking forward to just, I guess, starting over. It's going to be like starting a new life. So um, I just want to ready to like, it's like rebuilding yourself almost. Okay. So what spiritual discipline are you going to work on in 2019? Um, praying more. Um, before before games, and then after games, and before practice, and then going to bed, before going to bed, and waking up. Awesome. Thank you, brother. So I wanted to give you guys perspective from each little bit of age groups. So God is active in doing things among all peoples. And it's amazing that uh, Etnosa is going to uh, Clemson. He's uh, going to be, I'm sure he's going to... You're going to see him on TV here soon if you guys watch college football. He's one of those guys. He's very good. So then Isaiah goes on to tell his audience about how none of them are this Savior that God is looking for. I'll be in chapter 43. It says, But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your steed. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid. For I am with you. This is what I would tell Edno says you going off to Clemson. Fear, do not fear. God is with you. When you walk through deserts, when you walk through valleys, God is still going to be there with you as well. He will provide a way for you. It says, do not fear, I am with you. Those are words from God. You know, we get to know something that Isaiah's audience doesn't or didn't know. And that's our Savior's name. His name is Jesus. You know, a lot of the world just got done celebrating um, a holiday that reminds us of his birth. Um, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. God did something new that night, for sure. He came to be with us on earth in the best way that we could compare and understand with our minds, that he became another human. Uh, John 1.14 says it so beautifully. That the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. 
We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus came and gave his life as a sacrifice for the punishment that we deserved because of our sin. The church family, that's a new thing. Now, while we start another year under the rule of King Jesus, I pray that you all take time to think about what God has done in our lives because he is there. I also pray that you are excited for the new things that God is going to do in your life in this next year. But I want to leave you with a question to think about. What new things are you going to do for God? He's been making promises and fulfilling them since the beginning. What can we say about that on our end? I tell the teens this all the time. They probably get sick of me telling them. I usually sit over here. But a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing grows there. I pray that we step out of our comfort zone this next year and we... We dive into spiritual disciplines that we aren't comfortable with. Maybe we dive into a community, dive into the church and want to help and serve in other ways. We, we dive into uh, something else that we're going to pray to be, uh, like Ed knows that we're going to, our prayer life is going to improve. I pray that we work on our spiritual disciplines and, and glorify God and his son Jesus in everything that we do. So if there's any kind of need that you, you have, um, please come forward. There will be an elder up front. We will pray for you. Um, We ask that you uh, stand and worship church.